This episode is brought to you by Levitt Pavilion. This summer, check out one of my favorite outdoor concert venues in Denver, Levitt Pavilion. May through October, Levitt is offering ticketed and totally free all-ages concerts. I feel like we just go to anything that's free because it's like the kids can be at the show and it's people aren't weird about it and you can like bring a picnic. It's awesome. Some of the free shows this season include Iskali, Melvin Seals, War and Treaty, Sunny War, Charlie Tuna, and more. To RSVP for free shows and buy tickets, plus see the full concert schedule, go to levittdenver.org. That's levittdenver.org. Today on CityCast Denver. Ask 50 Denverites what their favorite Mexican restaurant is, and you'll get 50 different answers. But if Daniel and Luis Ramirez have anything to do with it, Los Dos Potrios will soon become the biggest player in the Denmex scene. Their dad worked in kitchens on the north side until he could afford a restaurant of his own. Now they're taking the reins and building their own suburban taco empire. Today is Wednesday, January 25th, 2023. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Daniel and Luis Ramirez, welcome to CityCast Denver. Thank you. Uh, Thanks for having us on. So we're almost three years into a pandemic that has decimated the restaurant industry, yet you two are opening new spots across the metro area. What do you know that other restaurateurs maybe don't? That's a that's a great question. You know, it's it's not so much of what other don't other restaurateurs don't know. I think it's just the ambition. You know, call it call it young ambition. And you know, Luis is you know thirty four. I'm thirty years old. And and you know, I think when the pandemic happened, we we created this concept called Los Los Potrios Express when everything was completely shut down, and that's what made us get the the food truck. And then from there, we're like, oh man, you know, this is this is this is working okay. You know, I think we can end up doing something different. And then. Then, then there's the other other concepts started to evolve, and that's where we're going to be opening up in March. And you know, I think it's just an inner drive that we have. It's just, uh, you know, the COVID changed everything. The pandemic changed everything for every restaurateur. Obviously, when my brother and I came up with this concept, we it, it was scary. It was difficult. We didn't know what to expect, and. What came of it was, like Danny said, Los Dos Express. We, you know, we noticed that that's the trend. That's where everyone's kind of going towards right now. Sure, we could <laughs> could be could be uh, just young guys, you know, just pounding their chests. But we're uh, very confident, very happy with uh, where the direction everything's going right now. But you know, I'm also thinking about this narrative where, okay, so the minimum wage went up at the beginning of this year. Yeah, and I, I know that sort of one of the narratives around restaurants is like the margins are tough to begin with yeah. and then asking restaurants to pay more which I, I have to say I've never talked to a restaurant owner that doesn't want to pay more to their employees but it co- becomes a matter of like how do you make it work so I, I just wondered if if that change in minimum wage impacted your thoughts or your plans for growth at all quite honestly I don't think uh, we really thought about that as one of the deterrents for wanting to expand uh, we see our hospitality industry more as a career 
versus, you know, back they had the stigma, mm-hmm. maybe, 50, maybe 20, 25 years ago. Hey, you do this for your first job. You go in there, you wait, bust some tables, you know, you go and host. But now, as again, the world is constantly changing. And right now, this is, we are creating a career. This is your career. Short of the minimum wage, obviously going up, it's going to keep going up. We can't, that's out of our control. All the only things we can focus on is providing good service, great food, and just treating our staff well. That's the things that we can focus on, and then we'll let the rest take care of itself. Yeah, and I think also what you're saying, I I, I deeply respect the um, restaurant as a career because a lot of folks have chosen that, and it's not seen as a career. And I think that that is so detrimental to the the people that show up every day. Because I, I I worked in retail for 17 years, and we were treated often as like disposable people. But I worked for some of the same people for years and years and years. It was their career, and so it sounds like you're kind of creating an environment that makes people think. I- I could do this for a career. It's pretty amazing to see and, you know, to have the support from your staff and especially your staff here in, in our corporate office, you know, we, we established a really awesome culture. And, you know, it's the, during the, the, during the pandemic, it was, you know, of course it was scary. And of course there was so much going on and, you know, we furloughed 300 employees uh, during the pandemic, but, you know, throughout the furloughing, we also accommodated the ones that we did have to furlough. It's like, Hey, we have free meals on Tuesdays and Thursdays, like big family meals, come, come grab them you know, to finding ways to have our busters come in and try to to do something, you know, clean the restaurant, just try to give them as much hours until PPP came in. You know, we were just constantly trying to find ways to take care of them because of how much they've taken care of us and continue to take care of us. My father accomplished his American dream. And, you know, now we have the ability to help others create their own American dream. And that's what it's about. This episode is brought to you by the Colorado Wine Board. Because the wine community here is like surprisingly robust. I mean, think about Bigsby's Folly and Infinite Monkey Theorem here in Denver alone. And there are urban wineries all across the Front Range. Then there's the Western Slope, Peonia, I mean, Palisade, hello, Palisade Wine, are you kidding me? It didn't used to really be a thing, but from what I hear, it's very much a thing now. There are more than 165 wineries across Colorado to explore, and they produce all sorts of wine that reflect our unique culture and climate. So finding a label that you're going to love is easy, no matter where your adventure takes you. Discover it for yourself and support local winemakers at coloradowine.com. That's coloradowine.com. This episode is brought to you by the Denver Botanic Gardens. It's time for the 75th annual spring plant sale at the Denver Botanic Gardens. Mark your calendars for Friday and Saturday, May 10th and 11th. Admission is free, but you must register in advance at botanicgardens.org. Registering my husband, Greg, right now for the plants I want him to pick out and plant in our yard for me. Shop from 15 different plant divisions, including annuals, houseplants, herbs and veggies, and specialties like aquatics, container garden in a bag, and plants grown right at the gardens. The garden's horticulture staff will be on site to answer any and all plant questions you may have. This sale emphasizes water smart and native plants that are perfect for our semi-arid climate. They'll be great for a beautiful landscape that doesn't require a bunch of water. For more details, registration information, and a catalog of available plants, go to botanicgardens.org. That's botanicgardens.org. So something I want to ask you about is the location of your restaurants, because you guys like really focus on the suburbs and you're not in Denver proper. Yeah. Are you avoiding Denver? 
It's a great question. You know, it's uh, again, back in the day, we actually, my father, our father, um, you know, we, it was off 18th and Arapaho called the Arapaho Junction. You know, we were actually there and he kind of ran that spot. And then we had a, he also had another spot with my godmother. They opened together off of 72nd and Pecos, Tia Marias. My, our godmother was there for 25 years until COVID shut him down. And then everyone kept asking, well, why don't you go up north? Why don't you go up north? And, you know, we always said we had a, we basically had a, a treaty saying that we wouldn't go up north and our godmother wouldn't come down south to compete against each other. So now, you know, she, she retired. She was, she said it's actually a blessing that, you know, the COVID happened for a restaurant because they were just tired and they were done. And, you know, and now, you know, that you ask that question is, yeah, you know, expect us, you know, that's why we are going North Glen, you know, it's still a little bit of a suburb of Denver, you know, because we, we, we love the suburbs. We love getting involved in the community. And then once we have a couple more stores open around the suburbs, then we're going to go down to the Denver area, you know, and really just, you know, because we feel like Denver, it's, it's so fun and it's, it's so unique in its own way that we want to make sure when we do something, we do it right. You know, currently right now we, we do the suburbs really well and we understand the suburbs. So once we kind of get all those projects out of the way, then we're like, okay, this is a fun project. This is the, this is that project we've been talking about for 10, 15 years. Now let's put all of our energy in here because now this is just going to be different. It's going to be just honestly super fun. <laughs> we, we do have very, very cool uh, concepts that are, we are developing for when we do make it to Denver. Yeah. So, okay. So, but in the meantime, we can visit any of your other amazing restaurants. Of course. Um, so your dad, Jose, opened the first Los Dos Patrios back in 2002. Yep. You guys are building this now. I mean, this is in the last couple of years. You've really started to expand. Like, was this the long-term dream what what made you take something that your father made 20 years ago and, and make it into this sort of restaurant empire you're building now? So our father really, he worked so hard his entire life for everything that he built with his hands. He wasn't around for Danny and I from when he were younger, which, which we totally understand. He was trying to provide a better life. Yeah. So our thought process is why stop there? Let's create his impossible dream come true. Because honestly, we, we can... If he was on this interview, you can ask him, what did you, uh, what was your vision for Los Los? He would tell you, I never saw no more than two, two locations. And then these crazy guys had to come into the business and start doing, oh, they had, well, look at this one. What do you think about doing one in Highlands Ranch? What do you think about Parker? Danny was like, what do you think about doing the beer concept? What do you think about doing food trucks? And I, hey, dad, no, well, how do you think about our fast casual idea? And we're just trying to create and maintain his legacy for what he's done. He's done so much good in this world and has given so, so much back to the communities that, you know what, let's, that's, that's essentially the essence of our business model. Let's stick with that, be involved in the community and just continue his legacy of what he's done and just keep, keep it going. That's, that's really one of the the biggest reason, honestly. And then honest, and then, you know, my brother and I, we are best friends. We are business partners. We wanted to do this together. It's, it's those dos potrios. It's both of us. So who else to get into business with than this guy right over here? Yeah, <laughs> and it's, it really is. It's, it's something special, right? Like it's, it's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to cover. And, you know, like there's been a lot of, you know, people say it's like, oh, you know, that second generation really is the one that doesn't really care about the business right. and then they let it go. That's such a narrative. Yeah. I don't know. Like we grew up in this. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. Like in high school, you know, if we wanted anything or not even in high school, like when we were 13 years old. Like if we wanted anything, we were, we were working as a host. But, <laughs> you know, our ba- our babysitters were the, were the chefs and the kitchen guys. Those were our babysitters. <laughs> I, I, I had the opportunity to go to play college football and got out of the business. And, 
you know, I even, but I wrote on my senior book that my goal and my vision one day was for us to take, take over my parents and get them out. And then for my brother and I to continue expanding. And this was, you know, 12, 13 years ago, and it was just a vision. And, you know, I just, I knew I would come back to the business one day with Luis. I just didn't know when, and it was just perfect timing when, when it ended up happening. And, it's, it's, it's just been, it's been great. Like we said, like what, what our father has seen and what he gets to do now, he gets to hang out with his grandkids. I mean, he works the floor with my mom, with our yeah, mom. I was going to say, is he retired or what's his, what's Jose doing? He's never going to retire. Never. <laughs> never. I don't think that you ever retire in the restaurant world because even if you go out to eat, you're like, you look somewhere you're, else. You start thinking. You're managing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yep. You know, he's, uh, he works the floor Mondays and Tuesdays and Thursdays with our with our mother, but you know, those other days he's with the grandkids. I mean, that's, 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 that is a true American dream for him because, you know, and my mom grew up in a family of eight. My dad grew up in a family of 15. Holy cow. And you know, a his, their parents never had the ability to really connect with them. Yeah. And then they never really had too much of an ability to connect with us because they were really always working and making it for us. But now we've given them the ability to connect with their our grand their grandkids, but now we also have the ability also to work and to connect with our kids and our family as well. So it's 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 been it's been pretty pretty great. It's really awesome too. Your dad obviously trusted both of you to say take this and and do what you want to do with it. And it's and it's fun, you know. Just as a just a little caveat to that is, you know, he always says this is my last one, son. I'm like I'm not going to do another one, son. I'm not going to do another one, son. And then you're like, then, uh huh. Uh, and then we're like, hey, dad, we found this file. Is it okay? Get some information. Get some, get some information. <laughs> you know, he's like, oh, wait, that okay, that that real estate looks good. Okay, that's exactly. good. That, that looks good. That looks good. Cause I'm like, I'm like, dad, I'm like, look, like, why do you keep saying this is your last one? It's like, what better spot do you want to be? Is you have your sons helping you literally run the company. You just get the ability to kind of sit back and kind of oversee, play a little bit of, you know, here and there. Let's move this here, move this there, and like, ooh, get that, get your eye on things, but you know, you get the ability now to really invest in your company in the way you want. And enjoy it. That makes a lot of sense. So to wrap up, we are doing, we're on this hunt for Denver's best street tacos. And I have to say, I looked at your website. You guys have a really interesting take on tacos. Like it's it's really like it's interactive. It's interesting. Can you explain to folks what a Los Dos street taco experience is? Uh, what we want to do with our street tacos is we want to do simple one nine Jerez. Jerez Zacatecas is where our family's from. So every time you come to our tacos, it's what we get when we're down there. We're having our carne asada, our, our chicken, our carnitas, everything like that. So we won, uh, we actually won top taco. What is it? Four, three out of the last four times we've competed. Oh, wow. COVID was a, was a wash. Our first year we won was with our carnitas tacos. It's exactly how we have them in Jerez. That's all. Every time you come to top taco, it's what you would expect when you come to Jerez Zacatecas. You, we got the setup. We're singing. We're dancing. We're just slinging tacos left and right, talking to everyone. So we did carnitas, and then we did our barbacoa, and then most recently we went with suadero, uh, suadero tacos. You, we, that's what it is. One night in Jerez Zacatecas, you come and get them. It's what you're gonna. You're gonna get a high quality street taco that you would get, you know, just down the street at a local food truck or, or after you're leaving the the nightclub or the dance or wherever you're when you're at the bar, you know, you get some, you, you want tacos, but you want, again, we're in the suburbs. We offer a little bit higher quality handmade tortillas. We hand make them every single day. So that's another difference that we do with us. And we offer just a, a, a much higher quality taco that we absolutely love and want to share with everyone. 
Well, and I've seen the platter. It's like it comes with like grilled onions and jalapenos and oh, yeah, like nopales. A, a oh, okay. This is different. So this is this is itself. So taquisa is make your own ta- street taco mm-hmm. like at, at at your table. So you can have that fun experience. Come with some friends, girlfriends or whatever and have some margaritas. Hey, let's get a taquisa. And, you know, we can make our own street tacos there at the table, like steak, chicken, pork, adobada. Cactus, cool. Mexican onion, cilantro, onion, radish, lime, salsa callejera, which is street taco salsa, or salsa tomatillo verde. And, you know, you can make your street tacos, have a great time. But then you can also have, you know, if you just want an individual order of street tacos, you can do steak, you can do shrimp, you can do carnita, barbacoa, uh, you know, shredded beef, anything, 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 any, any street taco that you want. If we have that meat, it's going to be able to be done for you. So you see, you go to you go to your street taco, your local, uh, your local food truck, Lonchera, and they have their griddle. It's sizzling, and you have the meat. Well, our taquisa comes out sizzling, so it's the it's a take on the griddle. So you oh. get it to your table, and you're doing it yourself. So that's what makes it fun. Okay, I love it. I'm gonna have to check it out. Well, Daniel and Luis, thank you so much. This was really wonderful. I can't wait to try a los dos. Ta- what is it? A taquisa? Taquisa. Taquisa. Okay, I'm taking my in-laws. We're gonna do it you have to it's, it'll be great and then Bray just just know when you come to Los Los Potrillos it's like you're coming home so <laughs> bienvenidos a nuestra casa welcome to our house welcome to your house so thank you both so much of course thank you appreciate it thank you so much and here's what else Denverites are talking about the future of the Park Hill Golf Course after hours of public comment, Denver City Council voted 11 to 2 Monday night to send this issue to the voters in April. If voters say yes, the developers will be able to carry out their plan for a new residential and commercial neighborhood and a 100-acre park. So is it time to gear up for another ugly fight? Our pal Connor McCormick Cavanaugh was covering the vote for Westward, and he tweeted that representatives from both sides of the debate were speaking in a, quote, quite friendly manner to one another in council chambers. And finally, some good news for families. Colorado's new Universal Preschool program is launching this fall, and applications opened last week. According to the Denver Post, more than 1,300 providers have already signed up to participate, offering approximately 50,000 preschool spots. Families who snag a seat will get up to 15 hours of free preschool per week. So I'm going to drop a link in the show notes to help you figure out if you're eligible and how you can apply. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell competitive taco eating champion Joey Chestnut about us. Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter, Hey Denver, by texting Denver to 66866. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye-bye. Do they not have preschool in uh, Canada, Paul? I know you guys call it like grade five instead of fifth grade. So I was just checking.